Hello and welcome to We're Listening, the podcast all about Frasier. I'm Will. I'm Kay. And this week we are looking at Season 3, Episode 9, Frasier Grinch, in which Frederick Crane comes to stay in Seattle for the holidays, whilst Frasier tracks down the perfect gift. Now, Key, I have a feeling I might have asked you this before. What's the best Christmas present you've ever received? Have I asked you that before? I don't think so. Okay, in which case, run with it, my friend. Oh, that's a tough one. What's I the mean... best Christmas? Oh, and perhaps one that you secretly coveted and were never given, because that is kind of the... Message. Okay, in terms of what I wanted and never got given, mm-hmm. I always wanted as a kid like a little Sky Electrics. Oh, the cars go around. yeah. And uh, my mum got me one one year for Christmas yeah. for me and my brother, and it didn't work. Oh, and no. she took it back to the shop to replace no. it and came back with Jenga. <laughs> I was like, oh, they, didn't, they didn't have any others, so I got you something that's pretty much identical. I'm like, what? Jenga. Man, what a downgrade. <laughs> I'll be it's devastated. Not, not the same thing, is it? It's not. It's not the same thing. Um, when I was a little kid, also, I really wanted this wrestling man. And mm. like Stretch Armstrong. No, like a genuinely little wrestling man. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had a few it. wrestling figures. I and um, I don't ever actually remember playing with it. <clears throat> but there is a video of me sobbing my heart out because... I hadn't got it on Christmas morning. And it turns out it had been left at my nan's and not brought over. And they're like, well, maybe Santa's left it somewhere else. I was like, no, he ate it. Like, <laughs> He's <full> killed on. <laughs> it. <laughs> like, full on breakdown. It was not good. Like, a little six, six-year-old, seven-year-old Kieran was not not handling it well. <laughs> I mean, weirdly, I've got my own anecdote about crying over wrestlers. Because um, me and my brother were obs- I might have said, even said this on the podcast. I, I, I repeat myself so often I lose track of what I've said my, me and my brother are obsessed with the rock as, as a child as children um obviously the world's biggest movie star now everyone knows the rock but back when he was a wrestler he was obviously big but only if you watch wrestling um he obviously hadn't got a film career at this point and we were just obsessed with him you know we loved him and i distinctly remember one night i cried myself to sleep because i wished he was my dad um <laughs> i mean i'm a great dad and you know i'm very grateful for him um but as a child you know the rock when, and yeah when, just i was just what a little bitch i was for doing that man oh, that's so mean when i was a kid i was secretly convinced that gareth barry was actually my dad because he had the same little top of hair that stuck up that no i did way. And i was like that's a sign like I'm, isn't I'm it weird man how son of kids a do, the way they idolize people in like a parental way it's just yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what the best ever Christmas gift I got was. And then Gareth Barry left for Man City. I was like, you're not even my real dad, Gareth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I just remembered. I think I've I've, I've definitely mentioned this before. Is it about the phone? It's it's the Spider-Man and Woody toys that I sent a picture to you before. No, but you have shown me that. I I, I thought you were going to say the one it was like... You got a phone or something in a free view box? iPod Touch, iPod Touch, iPod yeah. Touch. But the Spider-Man toy was a random gift off my auntie. Um, so not even off Santa Claus. And I probably played with that and the Woody toy for three hours a day, every day, for about 13 years. Um, and the proof is in the pudding because they're absolutely falling apart in the other room. But uh, that is without doubt. I mean, that probably cost all of three quid. And I just, the amount of hours that went into that. So um, the listeners, please let us know what the best Christmas present you ever received was and if you ever secretly coveted your own outlaw laser robo geek and never got one um shall we took ourselves into trivia corner this week okay? yeah, let's do it okay okay so we've been sent in the usual questions by Corey and hamish and their little quizzing group uh, so i'll kick things off as i normally do with cam winston's so question numero uno 
The title of this episode is a play on the popular Dr. Seuss book, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. In the movie adaptation of said book, who plays the Grinch? I think I know this because Shan quite likes this film and I don't rate it. Don't you? Uh, I, it's just a bit tacky. That, it's and... very weird. It's a weird. They all yeah. look really weird. They all look weird, and it's just the costumes are very strange. Like, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure the answer is Jim Carrey. Yes, it is, um, and I'm a diehard Jim Carrey fan. I, so, I remember yeah. seeing. I, I think he was like son. He was either the mask or the son of the mask in the cinema when it came out. Oh, he was in the mask. He wasn't in son of mask. Okay, that which was, was terrible. The mask. <laughs> <laughs> I saw one of them when it came out. I the mask is a quality classic, right? <laughs> Um, also, fun fact, Dr. Nora is also in uh, The Grinch, uh, Christine oh. Baranski. Um, do you know who voiced The Grinch in the new adaptation? Have you seen the new animated one? I haven't, because whenever we go to watch it, Shang goes, well, no, no, let's watch the Jim Carrey version <laughs> instead. Um, I'm kind of with it, though. It's really good, the new one. Really I've, I've not got any idea. All I've it, seen, literally, all I've seen is the, the cover art for it, and that's it's it. It's the British man with the ridiculous name. It's Benedict Cumberbatch. Is it really? Um, <laughs> it's him voicing, voicing the Grinch. Okay. What did Olaf the goat herd carve to amuse himself I think I know this because Olaf the Goatherd has featured quite prominently in my life over the last two days. <laughs> yes, he has. Um, I think is it like a little wooden flute? It is a little wooden flute. Um, <laughs> uh, the picture I put up of you, I obviously put in the caption. No, this isn't Olaf the the, the lonely goatherd. And then uh, Hamish commented underneath it. Are you sure it's not Olaf the lonely goatherd? And I've just I've just replied to him. Hamish, did you even read my caption? So if you're listening, what's, Hamish, what were you doing? <laughs> what's worse is my mum saw that right. And when I told her, oh, yeah, I met a sheep, she went, oh, I thought it was a goat, because Will said it was a goat. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, two out of three so far, Key. Can you bring it home? Gil gives the Christmas punch a yeah. capsule review uh, using four descriptions. Can you name the descriptions? Oh, God. I, I'm going to struggle. Um, I, I remember can... him remember this i think i wish i'd been asked this i, oh, I didn't do many of the notes in the kacl scene i got distracted <laughs> um oh uh, he, he says something about like a ghastly taste uh, yeah i think he said yeah i think i think i think ghastly taste is a ghastly taste um does he say something like oh it's pure heaven or it's a heavenly delight or something like that uh, the, so ghastly taste a kick that is simply heaven and the, the two things that come before those two. Oh god uh it's kind of like one of them is kind of a, 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 a warped description of what a wine aficionado might say. A pungent odour. A vile bouquet. Oh, oh that's good. A that's vile good. bouquet. And finally, oh, something no about idea. physical appearance. Uh, the, the, the appearance of a, a, a withered old witch's cauldron. Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> simply unwholesome colour. Uh, so, <laughs> thinking a little too outside the box there, okay, but I like it anyway. Um, so, I mean, two out of three there, and a little bit of a, <laughs> some half points on the on the gear one. Okay, so we've got Sydney Aspasket, Hothouse Orchid, Niall Crane, and Run For Your Life here. Okay, so another four. Are you ready? Let's go for it. Oh, yeah. man, this is going to be a long trip corner. <laughs> Do you remember okay. the days it was just me and you just asking three <laughs> questions each? It's mental, man. It used to be done in like two minutes. Um, why does Bulldog have his arm in a sling? Um, this is... Yeah. Oh, I, won't, God. I, won't, I won't say anything. I thought it was weird, and I don't ever remember them actually saying why. Um, 
Is that? Do we not know? Is that what we it is? Don't, we don't. We never find out. So it's a bit of a trick question. So oh. I thought I'd maybe just give you a little push in the right direction there. Um, <clears> okay, <throat> trivia for Hot House Orchid. What pattern is on Frederick's pajamas, and what's ironic about that pattern? Is it a snowman? Is that what it, it looks a bit like a snow? Because it was blue with white bits, so I think it was a snowman. Very, very good. I would not yeah. have got anywhere close. Yeah, so this is, is the cute Frederick. I know him as a cute Frederick as opposed I, to the later he, Frederick. I mean, I'll say this in the review, but he gets a hard time from Frasier fans. This guy. Um, Do they not like him? Not really. But I think it's oh. because obviously he was only in it for like ten lines, and then Trevor mm. Einhorn became our Freddy. But um, so yeah, what, what do you think is about the snowman? What's, what's another link here between something and something we've already mentioned and then wider popular culture? Is he um, is he having a drink of like some an unwholesome drink or is like... <laughs> no? But you're going back to the right point in the episode to where this link is. Uh, a candy cane? Is he smoking a candy cane? Like candy cane? I mean, you're you're going really in the right direction. Oh. Um, basically, um, Olaf is the name of the snowman in Frozen. Oh. I, I did know that because when there I worked as a teaching assistant, Frozen had come out the previous like So you're summer, sick to death of it like me. And yeah, like kids were just like singing at me. I was like, I don't know what you're doing right now. I don't know any children. Um, <laughs> what are you doing? Leave me alone. <laughs> um, how many bags is Roz holding when she enters Nervosa in the opening scene? I've noticed a thread here. Noel Crane likes his... His count counting questions. Okay, I know that in her left hand she has three bags. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many is in her right hand because I was going to ask it and then I couldn't see her right hand. I was like, nah, sod it. That's it's not Sorry. relevant. <laughs> um, uh, okay, I'm going to say three in one hand and I'm going to say two in the other. So five bags. I'm looking for four. Okay. Oh, it's always so four. Close. In doubt, it must put be four. one. Yes, remember last week. Um, <laughs> it must have been four. Uh, it must have been one in the right hand, I think. Uh, and finally, for Cam Winston this week from Run for Your Life, what gifts did Fraser get in the mail instead of what he ordered for Frederick? A doll's house. I think. Yes. A doll set. Yes. Two Barbies, I think. I or... have three here, but I mean, oh, three Barbies. I could that's be wrong. Good enough, okay. That's good enough for me. Was it something to have a kitchen, like a kitchen play set or a, a kitchen, kitchen set? Yeah, I mean, I, I was always associate the Easy Bake Oven with American pop culture. Like that's, a, I don't, I never understand. Is that an oven that genuinely got hot enough to like lightly cook things? Or? I think like I've, I've yeah, only ever seen it in TV shows, but in TV shows, like kids generally like take stuff out of it and start eating it. So I'm guessing, yeah, like, and, like there's a joke in like Friends where Monica cooks brownies with them, and obviously. Is the joke? It's just a toy, and it's just an LED light, so she could not possibly have cooked the batter with the light bulb. Or do they actually? Are they kind of somewhere between a toy and something a parent uses supervising the child with to get them to learn about cooking? It seems extremely unsafe for them to get hot, so I'm imagining I mean, they're just a toy. But kids need to learn, and, and I don't want to cook on a Friday night. Kids so gotta kids, learn. Kids gotta learn. <laughs> Um, okay, okay. Do you want to uh, ask me your cues, and then we can end things with uh, with Corey? Okay. So, my I'm only asking you three questions. Mm-hmm. First question. Lay it on me. When they are in the shop towards the end of the episode, <clears throat> if there's a good tailwind, how long will it be until Frederick gets in? I know it's somewhere between ten and twenty minutes. Um, it's, I know I know the number is, is in that range, I think. Oh, you're, you're frowning. Maybe it's not. Um, I thought it was like he was going to be back in 20 minutes. Um, oh, no. Maybe is it 22 minutes with a good tailwind? 
I've got 22 minutes. Oh, yeah. man, that'll do. I think I just needed to walk back through the uh, what Niles is saying. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I think initially I was thinking 12 because I just thought it ended in a two. Um, but yeah, there you go. Also started with the two as well, mate. Mm. Two, two. You cheeky bastard, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, question number two. Let's go. On the title cards, mm-hmm. which musical is referenced? Oh, shit. it's not a direct reference. That's what I get. It's a reference to a song from a very famous musical. Can you? What what scene does it precede? Oh, it, 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 it's, it's, it's one of the first ones. Oh, okay. Um, it's a reference to. Uh, Is it a reference a, to the a, Nutcracker? No, it's a uh, reference to. Oh, oh, it's a reference to one of the presents referenced in the episode. So maybe the one of the presents, the smoking jacket, the brain. I actually, I actually sang this on stage at oh school. Oh my god! I, I played the part. So, <laughs> so I'm thinking of the gifts: the smoking jacket, the toy, the the kitchen set, the Barbies, the microscope, the living brain. There's a jigsaw puzzle. It's one of those. Oh god! Is it? It's the play Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. No, I was never in that school. Uh, well. That's a great play. <laughs> great musical. I, I just um, love the one. It was red and yellow and green. <laughs> and uh, oh, man alive. You're going to have to tell me here, okay? Unless um, you can drip feed a clue to me. Oh, we gonna drip? Um, What's the play? The musical? That's the, that's the answer. Oh, I thought you wanted the song. Um, <laughs> okay, tell me, tell me. Okay, uh, so the title card is If I Only Had a Brain, which is from... The Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz. And I played the Scarecrow who didn't have a brain. Oh, man. Very (laughs) ironic because you've got a very good brain. Okay. Um, (laughs) Damn it, man. I should have known that. Okay, final question. Hide on me. When Frasier was eight years old, where did he start spending more time? Is it the Bernsteins? It is the Bernsteins. A Jewish family, I think we can surmise, who don't celebrate Christmas. Yeah, there you go. So two out of three. I'll take that. Not bad at all, mate. Well done. I'll take that. Right. Let's uh, let's bring things to a close this week with the old MK. What cardboard cutout decoration is on the bathroom door in Fraser's apartment? Ooh. This must be the powder room. I think I know this. Is is it the Nutcracker? Yes, it is. Well played. I did not notice that. The only Um, ones I remember is the Nutcracker, the Santa, and Rudolph. Um. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) Um, What unusual, at least to my standards in brackets, ingredient does Roz Muse is in the stuffing is it walnuts? Yeah, where was walnuts in the stuffing? Like, I, I'm a fan of walnuts, but I mean... Is, is that walnuts in the stuffing? I mean, <laughs> put them on a coffee cake and we're talking, but, you know, put, I mean, I'm. this is going to be really controversial now because I know everyone likes it. I'm not a big fan of stuffing, to be honest. What? Um, yeah, I don't I don't like stuffing. Oh, I love a bit of stuffing. It just I'm tastes a... really, like, really, like, herby and just, like, I know, kind of aggressively strong. It always kind of overpowers whatever you're eating it with, I find. Um, you just need a little bit of stuffing mm. and, and it makes the dish. It's I, want to, I, I want to like it. Needs. I want to like it. And I've always kind of like tried to to try and have a bit with my, my, my Sunday dinners. But yeah, not quite there for me yet. Uh, finally, okay, to bring Trivia Corner to a close today. Um, at the start of the episode, how long is it until Frederick arrives? Not that Frasier is the least bit excited, I should add. I, I think, is it 
six hours, 21 minutes. Absolutely yeah. spot on. Well played. Okay, that is superb. Um, that is three out of three for MK there. Um, thank you, everyone who wrote in this week. So many good questions there. Um, and always great to see everyone getting involved. Thank you to Corey and Hamish, as always. Um, shall we jump into the review? Yeah, we're jumping, we're talking, you know, we're you talking, know, we're jumping, you know, mate. Uh, <laughs> we're basically gymnasts on a break. That's <laughs> what it is. We are extremely agile. Um, <laughs> the animation key is, of course, I think, is it like Christmas lights? It's the classic Christmas lights on the Space Needle. I mean, how much do you love this on a scale of nine to ten? I, yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's wonderful. I mean, that's a ten. I probably didn't even notice it when I first watched it. How dare you? I love this. I don't know. I just oh, I was a sucker for Christmas. I love multicolored fairy lights. Um, and I think it's the most kind of detailed animation. There's a lot going yeah, on. Yeah, there is a lot going on today, and that was the one thing I actually did pick up on. I was like, oh, wow, that is a lot, isn't it's it? It's just, just so pleasing. It's so pleasing. Um, I've for the for the picture for this week, I've kind of I've already done it. Um, it's like a little some christmas lights on the on the space needle on the skyline so trying to stick with the theme um nervosa now looking extremely cozy we should say obviously we're recording this in it's relatively sunny outside it's the middle of april so it's kind of hard to get into the cozy spirit however there was a little bit of snow earlier um Is the fifth of april the middle of april what did I, I say? Did I say the middle of April? You said we were recording this in the middle of April. The beginning of April. <laughs> um, but Navosa does look very cozy with the lights here. Were you were you vibing with the ambience? I was. There's um in Chester, it's not a Navosa, but they have like they well, they used to, I don't think it's there anymore. Like, do you know like a central perk, like in Friends? Yes. They had a little coffee shop that was like based on friends um, oh wow okay and i remember going in there one christmas when sham was at uni there and having hot chocolate oh and wow it, it, that, that that for me is like very quintessential it was very quintessentially cozy day and the, this really gives me vibes of that i feel like i should be in there having hot chocolate with oh i love that Fraser and i feel like i'm there um is, was it the kind of like novelty rest themed restaurant where they charge you like five quid for a hot chocolate Yes. Instead of <laughs> instead of a normal price. Um because that then the then the scene loses all of its uh authenticity yeah. for me. Um it, Niles comes in now. Is it me or are the sidewalk Santa's getting pushy? Um I, I I recently heard this. I don't know if you've heard this. Apparently it's illegal for like um people who are collecting money and charities and that to like shake their tub. Have you heard yeah. this? Yeah, that's illegal. Apparently that is in, in in the UK, that's illegal because it's like I don't know what it is. It's kind of like unfairly enticing or manipulating people. I don't, or I've got no idea. I don't know if it's an urban legend, but I was always led to believe you're not allowed to do that. I know um, all the advertising that we have in this country. That's fine, but shake it. No, no, that's no, I, poor old guy's just got a bit of a tremor in his hand and he's trying to collect <laughs> for charity. We're like, no, you're enticing people too it's much. It's shocking, mate. man. It's shocking. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm always, I like to give to these causes, but it's tough if you're in a city like Birmingham or something. There are so many people doing it. Once you give to one, you're kind of compelled to give to them all. And then if you yeah. don't give to any, you feel like a miser. And it's just like, you know. When when I was in London, you like you, you, like there was a homeless guy, like <clears throat> literally every like 25 steps. It, it's crazy, man. It's like, what, what, what do I do? I, yeah. yeah I, yeah, there's... I've said this before, I think, on the podcast, but when me and a few friends went to Bournemouth um, a few years ago, um, just for like the weekend to the tank museum down there, um, not my call. I'm not in the <laughs> tanks, but a couple of the <laughs> others were. Like, that just seems like your typical Saturday. Like, yeah, I imagine well... you've got like a membership there every other weekend. <laughs> it's a, it was actually pretty impressive, but yeah, I'm not really into tanks. Um, but we, it was a really beautiful day. I and mean, walking through Bournemouth Park, it was very busy. Um, 
and a, a homeless guy came up to us and just said, oh, excuse me, lads, have you got any change? Um, and, you know, the four of us are a bit flustered. We were heading somewhere. We just kind of said, sorry, mate, no, we haven't. Um, if one of us said we did, then it's implied we all do and we all donate. I don't know what the protocol is here. You know, whether or not we did the right or wrong thing, we just said, oh, sorry, mate, we haven't. And we carried on. Um, in fact, this was a while ago. I don't know if we were about 19. I don't know. Anyway. We go and buy an ice cream five minutes later. Oh, no. Uh, and we're enjoying it miles away from where he was. And he walks past and goes, oh, you got enough change for an ice cream now, lads. And I just kind of looked at him and I said, what do you want me to say? Like, you know, I wanted an ice cream. Like- oh, in fairness, right? You've not got any duty to give him. Much. Like, it's your change. Like, it, and also, they usually ask for spare change. It's not technically spare if it's if, if I've earmarked that money for an ice cream. <laughs> if i've got if there's a 99 with a flake with my name on it um (laughs) yeah like obviously i felt a bit bad but then also you know see that would set me the other way if you made like a little cutting remark well i'm the one where if if i say no sorry i've not got anything they go oh well god bless you son i'm not oh no i'm gonna go to the cash point and get you someone yeah yeah Um, when you get pulled out on it like this you just think man i'm glad i didn't give you (laughs) (laughs) you know i'm gonna order another ice cream (laughs) But like recently, one the friend who was with us had just got back from an interrailing trip in Europe, and he said there were more homeless people in Bournemouth than he saw on his entire trip through Europe interrailing. Um, and that's not an indictment of Bournemouth; that's an indictment of the massive homeless problem we've got in the UK. Yeah. Um, and you know, I am obviously that's an issue we are, you know we care about fixing. So I don't want this to come off as some frivolous anti-homeless rant. Um, it was just a pretty strange encounter where you know we kind of felt a little bit affronted and you know weird hostility i know like in in london they tell you don't don't give to homeless people because it doesn't solve the problem they have like a big campaign for you should be like don't giving donating money to people who are going to try and solve the causes of homelessness Mm. and and like an underlying structure and all that sort of thing that that's what they tell you to give money to rather than yeah yeah and i'm I'm a big believer in in that and but there's obviously there's this past track records of big charities taking money and it's just like i'm not doing anything and you just worry where what's what are charities you can trust you feel like they should all be trustworthy um but you know that's that's a big tangent about (laughs) getting pushed um i love how excited fraser is for frederick to come obviously this is the first time we're going to meet freddie um Nile says I'm sure he's got visions of sugar plum and uh dancing through his head and he says Lilith's got him on a on a no sugar diet is that what it is? Yeah, I think did is it that she doesn't allow sweets. Is that, is that what it is? Said, so like, he's got visions of yeah, bran. Lilith doesn't allow sweets, he's probably got visions of bran. I mean, have you had bran flakes, Key? How, no, how you... I haven't. I'm not I'm not old enough to have bran flakes. Bran <laughs> flakes are really good, honestly. Oh, no. like, yeah, go go a bit against type and against nutritional advice. Sprinkle a bit of sugs on there. Um <laughs> And I mean, if your if your bowel movements are struggling, when we're in like a retirement home together, you're gonna be like the young kid on the block with the sugar <laughs> on your brand, and the rest of us will be like, "What is he doing?" He with my regular him. as clockwork bowel <laughs> movements because of all the fibre I'm eating. Um, but yeah, anyone out there who's might be struggling visiting the toilet, brand flakes, they'll set you up right away. Um, Nas and Maris are possibly reconciling here, Key. What do you make of this? Are you happy they're reconciling, or kind of come out of nowhere? Obviously, think... we quickly learn they're not reconciling. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, um, yeah I, I think you don't want them to. I think, and also, first time seeing this, I think you're probably thinking, oh, God, they are, aren't they? They're going to get back together. And because that's, that's a sitcom thing, isn't it? You get to the end of the episode and nothing's changed and everything's back to the way it was. 
Um, and you think, okay, well, they might not have done it last week, but that they're clearly they've decided they're not going to continue with the arc of of him breaking up with Maris. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm, I yeah, that that's I think first time watching this is like, oh yeah, God, this is going to type. But I, you, I don't want him to get back together. Like he's, he's clearly unhappy. He needs to move on, and yeah. he's, he's with her for the money. That's mm. I don't really mean, but he is. He does love the prestige. It's yeah. uh, a delightful bonus, I think he is, he says or something in a in a similar quote about that. And we get the waitress. This is the waitress right from season one, isn't it? She's she's back. Oh, I can't remember who the waitress was. I thought this was like is it the same. The, is it, is it the, like the famous one? Is like the one who serves me my coffee with knives. I thought it was. Yeah. Oh, it, it pro- oh yeah, it is. Sorry, yeah, sorry. We have to do this and cuts the card up. And I'm sorry, but I think she's overreacting. We've like, talked about this actually, like whether this is an American policy thing because it's like the co-signatory has obviously declined it. So the idea is someone is using it when they shouldn't be. So they. So is it just company policy to destroy it to like protect the the signatory? I don't know. Um, the, you, the policy usually with a card is that one signatory can act in their own right, isn't it? I, I've got no idea how. Like, I'm not a co-signatory work. with anyone on anything. No, so I can't say. Likewise, my card's got my signature on and mine only. You know? Yeah, but I, so, I do think that she's she's taking too much pleasure from that. That she's she's been clearly pissed off one too many times about getting an order wrong from either Fraser or Niles, mm-hmm. and he's like, this is her moment to get rid of them. That's that's what she's doing. I think so. I think so. Um, I've got here that I think two of them have coffees. Is it just Fraser and Niles? Um, I think so. I don't, I don't recall... feel like I, I saw Ross drink one. Maybe she orders one. Um, though I should say I I need to go back actually and find where I, this coffee count thing was a terrible idea from the get go <laughs> because I can never find. Um, was it episode 63 or just bear with me here let me go and look I swear um, last week you, you went through and you found them all and you oh no I think I mentioned it and I didn't um, which would be very very up my well, I've, got, I've got three weeks of best actor picks I've got to go and tally up so <laughs> uh, is it on 61 I normally put coffee cat in capital letters so I can at least find it <laughs> okay right uh, listeners I've got that they had two coffees in this episode I cannot find for love nor money the bloody notes for the last episode that had a coffee count in it um i'm gonna have to start like saving the file names with like a special symbol in them when they have a coffee count so yeah. that way it will make it easy for me to go about like an asterisk or something um if anyone has any idea i think it was three to five episodes ago we had a coffee count and i don't think there's been one since so if anyone remembers the figure i have a feeling it was maybe 58 um so let's just call it around 60 for now i'll try and correct it by all means, if you know, please let me know. Um, but yeah, I think, as I just said to Key, this whole coffee cat idea is rapidly becoming one of the worst ideas I've ever had. Um, now, Ross Fane's kind of... What are you going to say then, Key? No, that. I was, was going to say, we also find out, in terms of Niles and his credit card, mm. we also find out in this scene that the credit card, the bank accounts, and his phone service is all in Maris's name. Yeah, his worrying. phone service. I mean, mate, get your own phone contract. What are you, you're not a child. This is one thing I need to say. Actually, my phone contract is still in my bloody dad's name because um, he used to get like a deal through his work. So like he needed to buy it, and obviously I, I send him the monthly the monthly amount. I'm desperate to get it in my own name because I've literally got, I'll have no credit rating whatsoever. I will never ever be able to get a mortgage ever. Have you, um, oh, if you're like any standing orders or anything like that? No, 
literally oh, okay. I, I have no standing orders i have a credit card which i use to like buy petrol and things once yeah. every two months or whenever that's i need okay. petrol um you know and i obviously pay that back so that's like 30 40 quid a couple, every month it's nothing um so i don't know what to do i don't know if to keep buying get another credit card and keep using that or um it's just stupid like i'm really good with money and yet for, for a bank to know that they need me to be spending loads of it and paying them back like that really annoyed me when so i was like oh you need to get a credit card to to get a good credit round. I was like, okay fine i'll get a credit card i might use it I went, oh no no you've got to use it because otherwise <laughs> it's pointless otherwise like, it's pointless uh it's just so fucking annoying um but yeah, Ross is now feigning the fact that she didn't realise they'd split up. And then Frasier, that's enough Tallulah. Um, what is Tallulah a reference to? Presumably know. some kind of classic Hollywood film or it's, some kind it's of very in, like innocent common name, isn't it? Like Yeah. But all I, I can think when I hear it is Bugsy Malone. Like, my name is Tallulah. <laughs> no one is finer. Maybe it's from that. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm Googling like, Tallulah and I'm not Tallulah getting anything. down in North Carolina. <laughs> oh, Nicole Kidman in that film. Oh my God. It's like being there. 12-year-old <laughs> Nicole Kidman. Is she actually 12 in that film? She's really young in that film. Jesus yeah, she's like a kid. Christ, that's mad. And then you've got that other kid who's about 12, but has like a voice of a 40-year-old man playing the lead. Like, my name's Bugsy. How you doing, eh? <laughs> Just, I want a guy. <laughs> Um, so yeah, now she chops up the card. Um, she has a the the, the actress that plays this wait, waitress is really has a really famous name um, that gets used all the time on Fraser Fan Club, and I know someone will remind us of it in the comments. Um, Bob is having trouble at the airport now. Yes. Does he go to Maui or does he go home for Christmas? He goes um, to Maui. <laughs> melancholy melancholy marker bob um i just love the way this is going just the way phrase is like you know just imagine waking up tomorrow and being three thousand miles away from those you love because oh and you say it like that dark it's you know pretty clear melancholy marker bob no. <laughs> i just love that so much um maui is maui in hawaii or an island in hawaii i don't know um i think it is yes it is yeah yes it is um i'd love to go it does look excellent weather there it does look very nice. I wouldn't want to spend Christmas in a hot climate. I oh, would feel. I know a lot of people who like this. Oh yeah, we like to go away for Christmas. I'm like, why? The, one of the great things about Christmas is that it's cold outside and you're warm inside. You're cozy as hell. Get drinking brandy. You can't drink brandy in thirty degree heat. You know, no, thirty degrees Celsius not. for American <laughs> listeners. Um, so yeah, I know. I'm Bob. I think you've made the wrong choice here, and I think you've made a very sad family. You know, I think you're oh, a well. bit selfish. But in fairness, if they're putting walnuts in the stuffing, then maybe he's made the right choice. Maybe That's... you should just run and never stop running from that kind of family. <laughs> um, a stripper for Christmas. Fraser wants to read out one of his beloved Christmas parables. Um, and he lets Fra- he lets Roz go home early so she doesn't just you know feign being sick at the cheesiness. Um, a stripper for Christmas is not normal. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the thinking is here. Bulldog just clearly wants one. Um, can you remember what she's called? Candy Cane. Candy Cane. This reminds me of another Friends reference when I think Joey hires one for a bachelor party and her name's Crystal Chandelier. And then oh, Chandler's good. like, well, you name your daughter that. What do you expect her to grow up to be? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just, yeah, I, I just, I, I, am I right in thinking whether it's a different character or whether it's her, I think she might be Kelsey's wife or girlfriend in real life at this point because he was married to one of the um, like real wives of Orange County, wasn't he? Um, um, I do not know. Um, I, I don't think her name is on 
the appearance list on on KCL, so I have no idea who she I, is. Let me see if anyone's mentioning it. I think I might be thinking of a different character. I um, mean, as someone who's never been to a strip club or, or seen a stripper or been in the presence of a stripper, likewise, actually, one, yeah. One thing, I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to kiss strippers. I have literally made the exact <laughs> bullet point. You are not allowed to do that. That is <laughs> that is sexual harassment. Um, whether or not you agree with strippers, you know they're doing perfectly clean work. It's perfectly legal. Um, what Frasier does is not. Um, I understand it's you know it's funny, it's part of the joke, but I mean, come on, Doc, you know you, you're gonna so get always, hit with a law. So uh, I, I kind of expect her to slap him at the end, and she doesn't. She just sort of stands there. Yeah, and I, know, I feel even worse then because I'm like, man, she's like surrounded by these just testosterone-filled dudes. Like she's probably fearing for a life. <laughs> so what's gonna happen in this? Girl mode? keeps looking at her and talking about romping in the schoolyard. <laughs> <and sorry. laughs> Hi ho, I'm the ice cream man. Um, so yeah, just Frasier, a little bit off the mark there. Um, what do you think of Frasier's Christmas fable? Does this kind of thing appeal to you? Do you like a good story told well, or do you think can it Frasier? This is cheesy crap. Um, I, I mean, I'm gonna be honest. When when Candy Kane came in, I I, I did not take in too much. You weren't too interested, in Olaf. <laughs> um, I. I, I I probably wouldn't like it to be honest on the radio. It's one thing, it I, I don't really remember what the meaning was. Like he forgave the merchant's son or something like that. <laughs> I, 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 honest, I also have no idea. <laughs> stole my flute, sudden <laughs> like this rich kid comes along, steals my flute. That's the what he only, does. Only thing I have, and I'm supposed to forgive him. Nah, sorry. No, no. The sorry. moral of the story is: you build a flute. If someone steals it, get off with a stripper, um, and you'll be, <laughs> you'll be fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, poor, poor Olaf. I always used to get confused here because I always thought a goat herd was just the name for a herd of goats. So I was like, why would a herd of goats have one name? Have you and never seen like, Coming to America? No. He refers to being a goat herd. Yeah, um, and then I realized goat herd is actually the name of the profession, like a shepherd, basically, isn't it? Um, goat herder. Or as yes. I call it, just like a sheep collector. A sheep <laughs> as I said someone the That's so much more sinister. <laughs> a sheep collector. And his eight-year-old child looked at him and do you mean a shepherd? <laughs> Why have you made them sound like some kind of deviant serial killer? I'm the sheep collector. <laughs> um, so yeah, kind of, kind of creepy there. Um, Gil's capsule review of the punch, which you've already had. Um, then, then, uh, what's it? Oh, yeah, Roz, do you know what's over my head? Almost any clever remark. An excellent line from Roz there. Um, and then, I mean, before Candy Cane comes in, they're trying to like haze him a little bit. And I, always, I completely forgot that Bulldog tries to light the paper on fire. Like yeah. that bit with and the lighter, I'd completely forgot. Frasier is so like chill about this. Just he is. <laughs> windy night. <laughs> I'd be so, yeah, it's like, <laughs> just he's blowing it. I'd be so scared of it. Um, but yeah, KCL scene. Ending on a on a strange note with Frasier kissing the stripper. Funny, yes, illegal, probably. <laughs> um, he then returns back to 1901. What do you think of the apartment here, Kay? It looks gorgeous. It actually. looks awesome, doesn't it? This is um, what a Christmas. That's what any house should look at, on, like on Christmas Eve. I, I made um, a model village at Malbix. I think I've talked about this before. One year for Christmas, and that was my pride and joy. I spent so long on that thing. What's the first noise we hear when Frasier comes through the door? Little trivia question for you. Oh. Um, mm, it's I not the you, ho, 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 is it? It's not. I thought you might get this straight away, actually. Um, I'm glad I asked. 
Oh god, my mind's gone blank. Um, you love to say it. I've got no idea, mate. What's what, it, what it is? The little choo-choo of a train. I'm gonna say a train on the model train set, which I believe is set up around the song kind of central bit where the phone is and the African fertility statue. Um, that's one hell of a view out of the left side of your train window, going past that <laughs> that giant thing. Um, Daphne's off to Joe's. It's kind of nice to know they're still going on. Like you forget that that obviously is still a relationship that they have and. Um, Come, come, lie with me. Still to come, where it kind of reaches ahead. Um, Daphne's making her plum duff. Yeah, this sounds absolutely terrible, uh, and also not something I've ever heard of. I don't know if you're familiar. I've, with this, this I've never heard of it. Like when I first heard it, I thought she said like a plum duck or something like that. I was like, oh, what the hell is the plum that duck? That sounds slightly more edible, to be honest. But um, a still flower pudding boiled in a cloth bag. Well, who gets to lick the bag? <laughs> um, yeah, that sounds absolutely terrible. I mean, we're we're British. We eat a lot of crazy food um, that Americans laugh at us for. But yeah, even that sounds like something I would be extremely dubious about. Um, Maris is cutting off my funds. Is her, Maris cutting off my funds is her way of saying she loves me. When Niles arrives now, clearly in huge denial um, that Maris, you know, does not want him back. She's just clearly trying to get rid of him. Um, and then. Then, oh, yeah, now Fraser makes reference to the living brain, I think, um, which is the gift he's bought for Freddy. Would you have been excited to get a living brain as a kid? You know, you always had a, a fairly good science brain. Um, and, okay. um, You're that rare person, I think, and I'm not trying to blow smoke at you, but if we think, if you think of the two cultures, humanities in STEM, um, you know, as they were called famously years ago, I feel like you bridge them very well. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like most people are one way or the other. I'm obviously not STEM at all. Um, but you, I feel like you had a good handle on both. It, it's weird because I know quite a lot of people who do like STEM. Stem boat, like working boat. Oh, like, really? I know, really? I know I like, have a, a very ignorant group of friends. <laughs> well, no, I just I know a lot of people who are like got a PhD in science and they've switched mm. to like law as a second career or like wow. history as a second career. Um, and like, and then you're just sitting there going, Wow, you are much smarter than me. Like, you know about like genetics and stuff. And I'm like, Oh, man. <laughs> who, care? who cares about genetics, man? I, I saw embarrassing bodies once and changed the channel. That's my entire <laughs> knowledge of that. <laughs> I mean, I've, that's fair. That show well, that, is absolutely effed up. But. That said, I've just, 17 years later than everyone else, I've just started watching Grey's Anatomy. So. Oh, my God. Doesn't that go on for like 30 seasons? <laughs> it's still going now, I think. Yeah. Oh, my God. And you start from the beginning. Yeah. Is I've never good? seen it. It's quite good. Yeah, it is. The only thing is, I wouldn't watch it whilst eating dinner because it's oh, fairly God. graphic. But um, I mean, so, I just couldn't imagine starting a show that goes on that long. It's just so daunting to me. He says whilst putting in his DVD of The Simpsons. What was that? <laughs> I mean, The Simpsons is... I mean, I've watched The Simpsons in a long time, but I just stick to, you know, I stick to the golden era. <laughs> stick to my favourite four seasons. So I don't four? <laughs> um, but yeah, Fraser talks about the living brain now that he's, he's bought yeah. for... Um, Gifts for the gifted. Gifts he's, for the gifted, yeah. yeah. So obviously Freddie's smart, you know, and I like that Fraser obviously wants to, to pander to that, but I do... I am so on Martin's side here. Um, that you know, you buy kids what they want, not what you think they want, um, and that extends to beyond kids in Fraser's case. The name Outlaw Laser Robo Geek has aged absolutely terribly. Um, I don't know if they were trying to be deliberately ironic here, um, in that it sounds stupid. Um, I don't know, or whether they were trying to make it sound like something that a kid would genuinely want. I, I don't know, but I mean, no kid on earth would want this toy, it sounds silly as f. 
but it reminds me a lot of Jingle All the Way. It, um, I got very Jingle, especially when they're in the shop at the end with big time. Um, I I fully expected Frazier just to like tackle that guy inside of boxes. Yes, <laughs> um, because he wants a Turbo Man, and I would have loved. <laughs> I think turbo what man. this episode really misses is uh, a cameo from Phil Hartman, just going, "Oh, these cookies! <laughs> it's co- I gotta get the recipe from Liz." <laughs> or Frazier dressing up as the outlaw laser Robo Geek because he couldn't get the toy in the end. Oh, that would have been a lovely ending, waking Freddy up on Christmas Day and all that. possibly scaring him to death. <laughs> Terrifying the kid. Uh, <laughs> um, Niles is great line here. The cranes in Maine have got your living brain. Oh, best line uh, in the episode, I think. It's yeah. very strong. I have my pick for the best line of the episode. That's probably second, but mine comes a little bit later. I'll tell you when we get there. Um, I really like this, the title card now when they go off to the mall. A mall and the night visitors. I wonder if this is a reference to something. Just a really nice title card, and I like the it, idea it, of a bunch of people at the mall at night milling about for Christmas Eve. And it, It's got a bit of a lonely but warm vibe. I mean, a couple of points on that. One, that does not sound warm and just like... That sounds miserable if you're at the shop at 10 o'clock I on, don't on know, Christmas it's Eve. festive, everyone's there, you know. And, and secondly, this sounds like an R.L. Stein book, doesn't it? The mall it and the bit. night visitors. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it does, actually. It does have a bit of a goosebumps vibe. It's a bit long. Well, no, it's not even a bit long. He had some really long ones piano lessons can be murder for example his magnum opus um frazier's frazier's hit here on niles when niles puts on the red helmet it's like oh what's it doing now what's it doing now and that looks like it really hurts like that's a plastic helmet and he gives him an absolute bosh around that around the you know around the head that'd really hurt so I, I love Nars's childlike joy in this scene. It's not what to do now. It's, it's, it's awesome. Like sprays. It has glasses. A little alarm thing. Again, looks terrible. I mean, I'd have gotten Freddie that for Christmas. To be honest, would you really? <laughs> I thought that looked absolutely abysmal. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just think that I just think the costume costume team here were like, let's design some shitty looking toy that looks like it appealed to a kid. And you know, there you go. Um, now here's my my favorite line. From the episode, the kid who goes and how no the living brain. What kind of dog would want that? The kind of dog who no, with any luck, the kind of dog will be operating on your prostate someday. Um, I really like this kid. He should have been cast for Freddy. He was really good. Really wasn't good. He? Really good delivery of that line. Um, there's just something so perverse and hilarious about Fraser using the word prostate aggressively to a small child. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's just hilarious to me. Um, I really love that line, and then. Niles obviously re- reveals here that he's giving Freddie money for uh, for Christmas. He's giving him a check. It has a stagecoach <laughs> on it. <laughs> I mean, a stagecoach. Sounds terrible. Um, what would you do if you got a check of a stagecoach on King for Christmas? Um, I, mean, I, would, I would, yeah, I'd, I'd keep it. That's... You'd keep it. You Checks wouldn't cash it. You just want the, the stagecoach. Oh, yeah, I'd just keep it for the picture of the stagecoach, you know. You're a good man. Have, have you ever, genuine question, have you ever written a check? No. Because I've never written a check. I don't. They are not a thing that happens anymore. Like in my life, uh, I've, I've been given plenty. Yeah, I've seen checks. Mm. I've just never written one, and I don't ever anticipate that I will. Um, I've been given. I've been given a lot in my years. Um, in all my years, I've seen a lot of checks. So I've seen a lot of checks, my friend, <laughs> and many um, stagecoaches. <laughs> oh no, mine are boring as f. Um, <laughs> where are we now? So this guy wants a thousand bucks for the sh- the, the shop uh, for the toys. Um, kind of awful, kind of emblematic of everything that's wrong with people. I think you know he's scalping these toys. Uh, so ultimately, I'm kind of glad that what Niles does, which is extremely immoral, I'm kind of glad yeah, he does it. Basically, just rob him. 
They do, Rob, if they get it for free. Um, You know, and I'm I'm not advocating people do that, but I do think this guy's a dick and he has it coming. Actually, no, he gets $300 for him. How does Um, he do that? According to KSL, Frazier says, oh, all right, I've got uh, his $300. Would you accept Uh, a personal check for the rest? And I mean, if we're kind of tallying up what's in that box, there is a microscope in a chemistry lab. There's probably about $200 worth of stuff Um, in there. Frazier says no more than $100. Oh really? So the, he still gets a good deal. The guy is still making three, you know, two or three hundred percent profit. So yeah, my sympathy only goes so far. Um, <laughs> a five thousand piece puzzle of the Great Wall of China is one of these things oh, now. I mean, I have only ever done a thousand piece puzzle, and they take me weeks. Um, I should I'm... say, Caitlin was in touch recently, actually. And she, she's a big puzzle fan, Hot House Orchid, and she says she's done puzzles in like you know she can do a one thousand puzzle in one sitting um that is incredible wow. to me i'm i'm genuinely really bad at puzzle like i'm like little kids puzzles i can't do I'm i just they're just a nice you kind of go back i like to go back to it every now and then over the course of a few weeks when i've got a, a spare moment put one in um I, I think the problem for me is i've got nowhere to put a puzzle and there's no surface i've got where i could leave a puzzle out for days on end you need to put one like, of those puzzle boards have you seen them i've heard of them they're cool, man. My sister-in-law's got one. They're like a big felt kind of sleeve that like you can put anywhere, mm. but you can kind of fold it up in a way that it keeps the puzzle together. Um, wow. They're really nuts, um, but they're really useful. You can kind of like slide it under a bed, for example, or something. Um, or just buy a big piece of wood and you can move the piece of wood around. Um, <laughs> which is- you know, just any 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 way to get a puzzle going because I think you know I think I think they're oh, good. you put in a piece of wood under your bed, mate. <laughs> that way, if you wake up in the night, you know you oh, have a, a bit wig. Of just do a bit of puzzling. <laughs> what you doing? I'm just making a puzzle. Don't worry. <laughs> I've nearly got. I've nearly finished this cat in the bottom left. To go back to bed. Um, Santa's dismembered legs here that go in the uh, that go in the in the chimney. Frasier, I oh, know they were the, responsible for a lot of nightmares when I found them under your bed one year. They're terrifying. Um, not necessarily a good toy, I don't think, or a good decoration. I wouldn't it's... want to see these as a kid. Yeah, but you've think. got you've got to teach kids these things. You know, you climb down chimneys, danger ensues. You you're going to lose your legs if you climb down a chimney. Um, Martin not liking his gifts here, um, and you know, kind of having a bit of a a bit of a tete-a-tete with Fraser about you know you buy things for people because you think they want them i think this is a very touching moment and i think it's very spot on from martin actually um if he was in this episode more he would probably be well in for my best actor pick which yeah, isn't that's... to say you couldn't give it to him anyway no um, I, I completely agree actually before coming into this i thought oh this is actually the bit i really like is martin he's going to be the choice of best actor but he's not actually in it very much at, not all. at all no um it's a very, we are, we are, I will wait to get to it. It's a very Fraser heavy episode, is my mm-hmm. my take on this. Yeah, it is. It is. And it's about his kind of flaws as well as, you know, his his pros as a parent. Um, but yeah, I think I've probably been guilty of this in the past. You know, you buy something for someone you think they'll like because of, the, of how you've kind of got them pegged in your head. I don't do it often. You know, I'm, I'm a big believer in, you know, if someone wants something, I'll just get it them. But, um, you know, I think all of us have probably done this at least with one gift at some point in our lives. Um, and yeah, I kind of get why Fraser does it. And I don't think it's out of like pomposity and arrogance. Um, but ultimately, that's how it's viewed. Like a smoking jacket, for example, you know, Martin doesn't even smoke. Yeah. yeah, and I think particularly with Freddie, I think there's an element of just a lack of knowledge of children because mm. Freddie's not around kids, and as much as he's a dad, he, you know, he doesn't see Freddie very often. He doesn't, you know, he's got 
for him, I suppose him and Niles as children are his template for what he thinks every child is like. Yeah. Uh, and while he would have liked this, he, he, he has no real appreciation for what other kids would like, particularly, in, you know, he, you know, he's not been a kid for 20 odd years or whatever. So I think there's an element that he just doesn't really necessarily, it's quite sad to say, I don't think he really understands his own son that, that much really. Well, in terms I, of what he I likes. think you've hit the nail on the head there. I haven't really thought about that until you've just said it, but I think this is actually really sad in that it's been that long since he's seen him or that he's spent time with him. He has no idea that Freddie's a normal kid that wants a toy um he's still all oh, the kid that's doing really well at school that i hear about over the phone about his exam results and stuff you know so there is a sadness to this i think it's not just about fraser being out of touch you know we forget he's a parent and it weighs a lot on him that he doesn't see freddie that much and i think maybe this is why people like trevor einhorn because he gives us consistency with freddie it's the same guy we're seeing him all the time we see him grow up a little bit we see him go through his goth phase um, <laughs> Next time we see Freddy, he's much more. He, I think he's more like Frasier than he is in this episode. Oh yeah, yeah. He's very much. You wouldn't necessarily peg him as Frasier and Lilith's son in this episode. That's the one thing I would say. I think this Freddy is much much cuter, but he's much more of a normal child. He's than just you like would. a standard kid they've grabbed yeah. out of like an audition room. Like yeah, yeah, you'll do. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he's not necessarily someone. You know, when you come from a background of Lilith and Frasier, you're a, you're a unique kid. Yeah. And he's not necessarily that kind of unique kid. No, I, I agree. I agree. Um, he does have a bit of a bit of a blank slate vibe going on. Um, we can't really buy into the the weirdness that would come from being raised by Lilith. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, and I also, put, oh, I mean, sorry, what are you going to say? Just to say, because he, he, he mentions that he asked Santa in his letter for an outlaw laser robo geek. Yes. Did Lilith not give Fraser this letter at all? Evident, Did... Evidently not, yeah. I mean... That's bad parenting. I mean, oh, just just give me a heads up here, Lilith. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't let me guess what the kid wants. Yeah, a bit nuts, to be honest. Fraser would not have not been struggling here. He'd have known. But had Fraser read that, would he have just still think, gone? Yeah, he'd probably got girl, him, you know. Yeah, living brain anyway, because it's, you know. <laughs> the living brain. You can put it inside the living skull. <laughs> um, so uh, I love Freddie's little line. I hope Aunt comes out of her coma. <laughs> uh, just love, it's like the, the truth have been too painful. I love the way Nars has kind of lied to him uh, in a way that we haven't even seen. Like it happened off camera, um, which is so good. Um, ultimately, this is such a lovely ending, Martin buying the toy. Um, and like, you know, the batteries are included and just, yeah, you know, it's ultimately what he wants. And it's just a really, really nice gift and a really nice ending to the episode, I think. I love this. Yeah, I think it's really beautiful when he looks up and he's like, it's just what I always wanted. My very own ro- outlaw ro- laser robo geek. Just, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's a really, really beautiful ending. And it's for me, the ending is what I remember of this episode. I forget Same. a lot of this episode, actually. All I, I really remember is the ending um, and Candy Cane. Candy um, Kane, she lasts in the mind. Um, <laughs> she stays in the mind. And the bit in the mall, I remember quite a bit. Um, but like in between bits, yeah, I kind of forget. Um, like him putting the wreath on the door and stuff. Yeah. Oh, excuse me, are you ready? Oh. Um, but yeah, oh, I think this is a really, really good ending. Um, do you prefer it to the other Christmas episode we've had so far, Miracle on 3rd or 4th Street? No, I don't know. No, I, think, I, mean, no, and, no, and I don't so. think it's necessarily in the same league, actually. I think Marigold Third or Fourth Street. It's just it's such a beautiful it's a very deep emotional episode, but also I just love the the comedians. Ben Stiller when he's like, I'm okay. No, no I'm not. Nah, <laughs> I forgot he. How time. do you remember he's in that episode? I completely forgot. That's it's what such a good line. It's a phenomenal. It's one of my favorite callers. It's so good. Um, 
but I think this it's it's okay. I just think this episode's a little bit. Mm, it's I think it's a bit middle of the road for me. Actually, I probably wouldn't put it as in you know in in my top picks. So even for Christmas episodes, it wouldn't be in my top probably three. So to um, answer my next question, Kay, this answer is this episode in your top ten? <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> no, it's not. Um, no, no, it's not. No. No. It's not in mine either. Um, actor pick. I think we've kind of alluded to where this way is going as well. But who have you gone for for actor pick? Um, so I think for me, there was only one person I really felt that I could go for because I think this is such a Frasier heavy episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as Martin actually, Martin and Frasier, that scene is so touching at the end, and that's what I remember. And I'm coming into this, I thought I would be picking martin um but no one else really actually does very much at all other than frazier in this episode and even that really sweet bit at the end i think the really sweetest bit is frazier looking up going oh my very own and suddenly he's a kid again you know yeah Yeah. and it's still him really who's carrying the emotion in that scene um, if I could, honourable shout out to that anonymous kid who's just like, what kind of geek wants that? Such a good guy. Yeah. Um, honestly, if he, I don't know if he had a cameo any, any of the time. Uh, maybe he, he did. Um, if he did, I'd be giving him actor pick for that one line. <laughs> um, but because I can't, I'm, I'm going to go with Fraser. I've also gone with Fraser Gase. Please jot that down for me on your tally. Um, Kendy Burling, what do you make of this episode, Key? And what does he buy? those he loves at Christmas. He, he buys everyone an Outlaw Laser Rebel game. Wow. Um, he, he he's still got a does factory where he can day. buy them. Yeah, like 2021 Christmas. Everyone everyone he knows he's getting a Laser Robo geek. Um, Unbelievable. Yeah, and they've got, they've got they've already got 20 of them. They're just sat in the back room. But He just keeps buying them. He's like, well, well you've got one great gift. Go back to that <laughs> Why change, you know? <laughs> when you hit it out of the park. For him, Laser Robo geek is what links Africa is to everyone else. <laughs> You get one every Christmas. You've got to get them every Christmas. Thank you, Key. No further explanations needed. All that remains before we go over to the mailbag is to play Who's Crazy Anyway. Who says ladies and gentlemen in this episode? Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, God. It's only used once, and I have a feeling if you think about it long enough, you'll get this. It's used in a very specific context, as you could probably imagine. Ladies and gentlemen. Um... I'm thinking, okay, so it's not going to be, I mean, it's not going to be in the apartment. You're not going to say ladies and gentlemen in the apartment, are you? So it's going to be... Or are the, you? Could it be? No, we, no <laughs> we're good. Or could it be? Um, so I'm thinking it's either got to be KACL or it's got to be in, in the shop towards the end. Mm-hmm. If it's in the shop at the end, it's going to just be some random... It's not going to be a random person, is it? You're not going to. It's going to be actually. Yeah, it was announced over the speakers. That's dark. No, it can't be that. So it's got to be KACL at the start. I'm thinking maybe it's at the start of the party, and it's like, oh, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a stripper. Um, Mm. (laughs) Like Fraser is going to sexually assault. Fraser comes off worse than Bulldog in this. No man, at least Bulldog's not touching her. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, am I going to be kicking myself? Here? Yes. Oh, God. Is it really like... Have we discussed it? Yeah, we've discussed the section it's from. Yeah, 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 yeah. In a bit of detail, actually. Oh, God. But I just don't think we said it in the episode. Like, we didn't actually mention this quote. God, I can't stop yawning. I'm literally just going to take a stab in the dark because I've got no idea. I am going to say it's... Frasier. 
It's Niles when they're in the mall. Ladies and gentlemen, we're just beginning our descent into the Seattle airport. Oh, yeah, yes! <laughs> oh, should have got that. He's doing the little annoying uh, thing. He's like, okay, shut up, Niles. <laughs> um, so that is where it is. Sorry, Key. Uh, you took a good punt, um, but it was not. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, <laughs> shall we jump over to the mailbag, Key? Yeah, let's do it, yeah. Raz, who's our next caller? We had a lot of people write in this week. Um, we're going to try and read out as many as we can. We might abridge your comments just for the uh, for the juicy bits, if you don't mind. Uh, B. Don, 1997, put, finally caught up with the first two seasons, so looking forward to listening along properly now. Adventures of Bad Boy and Dirty Girl definitely isn't a classic. I think we can all see where this is going to be in the end of season rankings. So good effort on making this week's enjoyable as it was. Fun fact, Villa Park was the first ever away game I went to, so I have a bit of a soft spot for Villa, because of that it's also the ground i've been to for more than one away game and i'm sure you'll be happy to hear villa won both games great job guys and uh, in the comments he is a cardiff fan um so well cardiff remember the last time we played cardiff um that'd be when we were down i think it was when jack scored that volley oh yeah it was yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. um away day to cardiff i'd do that if if i could get tickets that was a ludicrous goal um but yeah thank you beedon uh next up i think we've got i'm 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 skipping through the comments on that post i think the next one is dispatcher nine gents maybe it's only me but it was so fun if you two set up an event where fans could sit in a webinar zoom during a recording session and hear a live recording i'd even throw in a few dollars to be able to see that and i think you you've said yes I'd be, I mean, I, I absolutely love that idea. Yeah. And I thought I thought you would too, to be honest. Yeah, um, sounds great. I mean, and they get to see you in your, your microphone position. I'm holding my microphone like I'm on a talk show here. Um, but I just think that would be fantastic. And I think people would really get a kick out of that. We'd get a kick out of it. Um, people could just see what the vibe's like when we're recording. You know, there'd be no, all, all completely unedited as well for those who yeah. see it. And I could release an edited or unedited version, however it might be. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think when would be a good time to do that. I was thinking like the 1000th show in season five that opens near season five beginning. That's kind of like a live or real time episode. So it'd be good to maybe do it there as a little link up. But then also that's a long way away. And I'm kind of excited yeah, to do this now. 12 to 18 months before. You yeah, you are. And I'm kind yeah. of, I'm kind of want to do it soon. We could do it a few times. Um, yeah. So if people want to recommend, if, that, if that's something you'd like and you'd, you'd come along, I think most of our listeners are American. Um, so we'd probably try and aim to record in the evening hour time so you'd be able to get in. Um, just let us know what episode you think would be good to do that in, whether this season or next. Um, I feel we should also pick, if we're going to do this, we do actually need to like work out people's time zones. Because you say, oh yeah, a lot of people in America, I'm pretty sure there's more than one time zone in America. There's quite a big difference, isn't there? There is. Um, but I think like I think what would be best for us would be like recording about 7 or 8 p.m. our time. And mm. then you're looking at like 11 to 3, you know, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. for Americans. Mm. Um a few people might struggle like you know cam winston over in new zealand that's probably not a great time for him but i mean obviously there's a lot of time zones there um we have to go where the majority of listeners are which is america and the uk i suppose as you Um, said like if we did more than one we'd be able to try and mix it up a little bit in terms of sure yeah we can do a different one to try and get to try and get some some of the far flunger places in but i just love that idea i think it'd be really good um it would just be like Almost like just on a chat show or something. It would be really <laughs> surreal seeing all of these people. Um, and what you know, whether or not they have the cameras on or off, or how we want to do it, yeah. or whether they they're there in the background, but it's only us two visible on the screen. I don't know how you can you can set up zooms however you want. Um, so 
we'll, we'll think about it. We'll see what we're doing. Let us know what episode. And, and then all, everyone then will know just how many mistakes we make. Oh, yeah. Episode. Or how often I have to kind of kill a bug that flies onto my bed or, you know, kill a wasp. Usually killing something. Um, <laughs> attempted high five. Hiya, lads. I keep missing my chance to comment in time lately, but I had to say hello. The, I had to say hello that the writing off, writing off the downstairs conversation had me laughing my head off in the walking part of my commute. I looked very strange indeed. That's uh, about Bruce and the chili dogs, I believe. Um, I don't really like these eps at all either. I like Mercedes rule, but I don't quite understand what the intention of the plot line was. I feel as though the show at this point is still very much living in the shadow of Cheers and was trying to emulate a lot of their will. Will they, won't they subplots? Little did they know the best romantic subplot of Frasier is Niles and Daphne. Yes, that's a fact. I'm glad the show found its way eventually, although I'm not sure how I feel about Frasier's girlfriends being there to set up gags. Um, Yeah, I I agree. I agree. I'm, I'm not... I don't know whether I think the show's still in Cheers' shadow at this point. I, I think I personally don't. I think that I think there's been of... enough good episodes that it's out yeah. of the shadow now. But I think maybe with this relationship, that is a, a, a hangover from Cheers. Um, it's the only way to yeah. explain why it kind of goes nowhere. I we never really just... buy into it. It's a very common sitcom trope, isn't it? Just a can we throw in a will they won't name moment? Yeah, carry it on five foot six. Ep- I mean, there's a lot of shows I think that have done a five or six episode run of will they won't they? and then it no they don't you never see me like friends obviously did it week in week like quite a bit oh yeah and um, Frasier has so many damn girlfriends that it's just like non-stop <laughs> yeah um but I, I think i think at this stage it's got its own identity as a show mm-hmm. i would say in my thoughts my view next up i think we've got sydney Aspasket who says um i simply have to say that key's first sentence of the episode was hilarious hi i'm bad boy um <laughs> will's reaction was priceless very fun episode to listen to um now they also mentioned uh, do we know what the music mentioned in trivia by uh, cam winston was um the theme from romeo and juliet i think uh, it's in uh, cam's um comment later on i think um, it is. So we'll, he's we'll referring to, to the film from like the 50s or whenever it was made or the 60s there was a obviously a really old romeo and juliet one that's what he was referring to we'll get to the comment but um just a little spoiler there uh swamp swampy par swamp pipper but just after coming home from my evening walk and listen to this episode this week's episode another good episode guys i agree don't understand why Niles charges frazier from crashing the car um i can't really see frazier going to the space needle either he and niles like all the exclusive places um so yeah it doesn't really make sense to go there um like the episode where they go to the restaurant with martin where they can pick the meat in front of them and make fun of it all and embarrass martin and he storms out you can almost say the two are snobs i think you very much could say that swamp people i think that is uh the operative point um you can say they like all things platinum mm, nice little reference there to little season season 10 episode to come thank you swamp people uh next up we've got blue in the north who i think before i get into the comp we owe a big thank you to um i i am i right in thinking that Blue in the North made a very generous donation. Yes, we do owe a very big thank you. Um, a really, really great donation this week, which is just so, so appreciated. Um, I did respond, but I just, yeah, thank you for yeah, bringing it up, Kate. Very, very much. Um, but into the comment, uh, hey, Will and Key, I just wanted to say hi and thank you so much for doing this podcast. I, I'm not caught up yet in the podcast, so I won't hear this episode for a little while, but I can't wait to hear more season three episodes because there are some very funny moments in that season. Uh, I'm an American 27-year-old woman, and all of my friends make fun of me for my obsession with Frasier. Uh, most people my age consider Frasier an old person show. <gasps> <laughs> Will, Will adding his own sound facts there. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I have uh, one friend who likes Frasier, and we actually considered doing a Frasier podcast right around the times yours started, but ours would have paled in comparison. That's not true. You'd have done it much better than we. Yeah, we are, we are a jack of all trades over here. Um, for one thing, um, my friend enjoys Frasier, but his memory slash knowledge of the show isn't as encyclopedic as mine and nowhere near yours. Um, it's so wonderful to hear you discuss the moments I know so well and to hear your own takes on episodes, jokes, gags, lines and references. I wish I could be right there with you discussing them too. Thanks for the great work and keep it up. Uh, and then they go on to mention about the donation, which again, thank you so much. It's very, very generous. I mean, yeah, we really do appreciate so, it. So, so generous. Um, it really means a lot to us. And yeah, great comment. Um, I'm not sure I would say our knowledge is encyclopedia. Yeah, we probably, we really, probably make a lot of mistakes here, but very kind of you to say. Yeah, and just wait wait for a few more seasons when we just sort of fall off a cliff. <laughs> yeah, the, the kind of season, beyond season seven, my knowledge really takes a deep dive. Yeah. Um, okay, where are we next? Uh, Emmanuel Seller put, hey guys, finally caught up thanks for reading my comment on listener mail made my day this episode is not one of my favorites so i have to agree with a lot of your points all the best e. well hopefully this makes your day again emmanuel seller so thank you very much uh next up we've got mischief knight who says i'm glad you guys felt the same way as me key if you're not going to cheat treat yourself to the joy that is cold cheese <laughs> you must at least try apple pie I know Will's the amorophile, but still, when it's done properly, it's like ambrosia from the gods. That's a good line. Mm, it really I'm still is. not going to try it, but that's a good line. It's that's so a... good, Key. Come on. <laughs> um, I also find that uh, since many people heard him say on the job while on the... Oh, uh, I also find... <laughs> Take three. <laughs> take, take three. <laughs> I also find that since many people heard him on the job while on the job um that many of his future intimate encounters don't include his partner saying something like well i guess i wasn't as good as or better than dirty girl mm -hmm. especially considering that um there's that a bit later on with milady um granted they were sisters but still uh, trivia and fun bits for fraser grinch uh the package from maine is for franklin crane uh, this is the same close but not quite name that Daphne will give the Frasier character in her play five episodes from now. Oh. Um, must be the only other F name they could come up with. Mm. Um, and secondly, where is Niall staying? Maris made him leave and he's not at the Montana or the Shangri-La yet. Uh, and I don't recall specific mentions in this or last week's episode. I guess hotels? Um, just interesting. That's a good That's, point, actually. That is a good I, point. I don't think it has been referenced where he's staying at this moment in time, so... I think we have to assume it's a hotel. But if it's a hotel, how is he paying for it without any cards or bank accounts? Or Yeah, I mean, he stayed at Fraser's, didn't he, like last week? But, I mean, that's could obviously be, not a recurrent thing. Could he be sleeping at his office? Um, could be, yeah. I mean, I would. It's probably as not, It's probably nicer than any home I'll ever own. So, <laughs> you know, maybe that's where he is. But, yeah, really good point. Um, as always, MK, thank you. Um, who we got next? Cam Winston, so one trivia master on to the next. Kiora Will, Kiora Key, and then another New Zealand native language. Oh, on, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce. So I feel I need to clarify the music box question from BB and DG, Bad Boy and Dirty Girl. The answer was indeed the main theme from Franco Zeffirelli's Romeo and Juliet film in 1968. I may have left you out to try on that one, Gate. <laughs> Apologies. Not, Any... not at all, Kevin. That was my favourite film, actually. No, no. <laughs> no, no, I watched it at least once a week. Anyway, other stuff. You were talking about hot apple pies and where I am where I'm not such a fan of hot apple, I am a Thank massive you. fan of hot apricot pies with cream vanilla ice cream. Try it, sweet and very tasty. See, now that, I'm not sure I'd be avoiding. See, I, I am. I like apricot yogurt. And if it's anything Ooh, like... I'm not a fan, I'm not. Any, anything like apricot yogurt, I'm willing to give it a go. 
Mm, maybe that's where you need to go then. Okay. Um, you also mentioned Fraser not getting fired for breaching all sorts of policies and regulations. I've noticed this may be a theme for KACL. Think Tom Durant flirting and asking out Fraser, Bulldog for being well, Bulldog plus Noel and his office pursuit of Roz. Then, of course, later on in the series, everybody's favorite, Julia. Right, that'll do, lads. Peace, and as always, up the villa. Yeah, and a lot of carries put Tom Durant with a T on the end. He's on our side, <laughs> even though we, even though history has told us we're wrong. I like that we're going to still keep putting the T there. Um, so thank you very much, Cam. Uh, next up, uh, Reclio, just as in regards to Fraser Grinch, compared to the previous Christmas episode, I felt this was rather weak. Um, I didn't care much for Frederick and how the episode focused on getting the perfect present for him. Mm. Uh, I, I do agree. I think he's weaker than um, previous Christmas. So, Although that said, Maricon third or fourth street does that's a very high bar to be meeting. It's as an very high up there for me in terms of Christmas episodes. Um, um, yeah. yeah, and I, I, I like I, I kind of like cute Frederick. I mean, whether he actually works as Frederick, I don't know, but he's very cute. Um, he's a nice bit of comic relief in this episode. Yeah. Maybe and, he yeah. could have been the best friend of the um the kid who's like what geek wants that and that kid could have been frederick <laughs> doesn't sound like they're gonna be friends to be honest mate um <laughs> but no uh yeah I, I agree i think this kid gets a little bad rep and he's not he's not too bad um napoleon with the fez key how did you get through the british school system and not have apple crumble at least once in your life as for the review i just can't watch this episode i never liked kate much as you both mentioned the way she talks just grates on me in a way i'm not sure i could explain and i find the whole sex scene just absolutely unbearable to watch or even listen to i would skip the scene if i did happen to watch it on telly so it's a big note from me on this episode and that's pretty pretty strong words from napoleon with the fez there thank you for sharing and it's weird because this, I don't even regard that as my worst Kate episode. I think that's next episode. So. That is definitely the worst. We have got two very, very questionable episodes coming up next what's, week. What's after the next the one? The Friend. Oh, okay. No, I really so we, like we've got one. we've got a lot of heavy lifting to do here, Key, to lift people's oh, spirits because these, are, these are not popular episodes. People who like tangents. You're going <laughs> to love the next couple <laughs> You're going to love these. Argle, gargle, goo, goop. Hey, guys. Um, when I first watched this episode around 25 years ago as a young adolescent, um, while it was never a favourite of mine, I still thought it was okay. So your thorough evisceration of this week definitely helped open my eyes to its many issues. In spite of all of that, it still has some top-notch lines. On top of those you mentioned, I also like Fraser's sarcastic remark about dog saliva, nature's miracle solvent, <laughs> and Martin calling Deirdre the lost Gabor sister. <laughs> Um, but my favourite line has to be from the desk of Maris Cranet. You're likening that to the um, to the bouquet woman uh, was would what what the book bouquet woman would do was spot on. Um, also, I thought it was nice that the writers did, did semi reference the Deirdre storyline in Four for the Seesaw in the yes. next season when a flu stricken Daphne made a visibly uncomfortable Martin read her a cringeworthy sex scene passage from the Rose and the Rapier. John Mahoney really aced that scene. Great point. And I mean, a bit of a spoiler alert. I love Four for the Seesaw. Um, whether or not it's in my top 10 remains to be seen, but I'm a big, big fan of that episode. I probably would say that's one of the episodes I've seen the most. Um, surprise, surprise. It's a cabin episode. I tend to like the cabin episodes. Um, but yeah, thank you very much, Argle Gargle. And finally, Ludicrous Poppinjay. Um, ah, Les Frero, you raise the bar each and every week. Fantastic job with a somewhat meh episode. 
I was thinking about Kate coming to visit Fraser at the Elliott Bay Towers, and I think that if it's possible if KSCL is a top station reaching half a million listeners, that the news crew in the basement may very well know who Kate Costas is. I would imagine that station managers of major outlets wouldn't necessarily be known to the public, but very likely would be known to other members of the media. Hence why it's a completely stupid idea to let Kate walk past the news crew in the lobby on her way back, but not let them see her exit. A uh, very good point. Uh, Fraser in this episode, I agree, is OOC. Do we think that means out of context? Um, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Out of yeah. context in his response to his suspension. He truly seems to feel that he has done absolutely nothing wrong. Why should he feel that he deserves no punishment? But Kate should fall on her sword for something that was equally his fault. Not to mention she saved his proverbial dead air, which, which she did not have to do. <laughs> Fraser really annoyed me in this episode. He should have been fired and left to be one with his humiliation. Um, and they end on a really lovely note to say, I can't tell you how appreciated all your hard work is by all of us. Thank you for everything you do. What a lovely way to end. Just like OOC, out of character. Out of character. That makes a lot more sense. A lot yeah. more sense. Um, and very true. Very true. Um, a little bit like in, in the Ross in the Doghouse episode where he's just being a real ass to Ross, yeah. basically. Yeah. Uh, as I say, next week, it is season three, episode 10. It's hard to say goodbye if you won't leave. Bit of a mixed bag. Uh, we will do our best to to truck through it um, and give you something to enjoy listening to. Um, any any final comments, Kay? Any final Notes. Um, I mean, let's savor this episode, people, because the next couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Don't turn them off from listening. To people of Seattle, turn off your radios. <laughs> um, but until then, I've been Will. I've been Kay. Thank you very much for listening to We're Listening. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Oh, my. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegs. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs.